Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. G'day there guys, Marky here, hope you're doing well, and as always I am back for another episode of Reddit Stories. If that sounds like your cup of tea, I want you to sit back, relax, chuck a prawn on the barbie, and let's get right into it. Would I be an asshole for removing an autistic player? So I've had this dilemma for a while, and I don't know what to do. So I thought of reaching out to you guys for some help and suggestions. I'm a first time games master, though I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons 5e for two years now. The player I have an issue with is a good friend of my playgroup, however, he is a very sore loser and player. For example, in Warhammer, if he loses a unit, it doesn't matter what type, he gets really upset and says the army that I or others are using is an overpowered army, and he'll say that his army is too weak. But the worst thing about when we play is when he's about to lose or win, he'll just get upset and start packing his models away and then grumble about how bullcrap that was. When this happens, it will sap the joy out of everyone else who is in the group because he doesn't talk afterwards. However, when he wins, he'll rub it in your face and make you feel like crap for being a stupid player. Another issue we have is he is super sexual, and we'll talk about hentai and eki anime, mainly lolly, in public, and while his girlfriend is standing next to him, something she has told him not to do. In Dungeons and Dragons, it isn't any better. If he rolls badly, he will say that he has bad luck, or he'll get upset and say, well of course I fail again. We've told him that happens in Dungeons and Dragons, and you can't always hit, but he gets really upset and calls it dumb. Another thing is when he does roleplay, it's mainly all for jokes. Now, I don't mind it too much. After all, we are here to have fun. However, Anytime I give out plot points, he'll try to make a joke, or when another character is having some time in the limelight, he'll try to take that away and make it into a joke. Also, if his character isn't in the limelight, or when it's not his turn in combat, he'll put on his headphones and just listen to music. Now, you might be thinking, why don't you try to talk to him about it? Well, we have tried to talk to him several times about these issues, but any time he will say that he is autistic and can't help it. Which I'm starting to think is him just using his disability to get out of real group trouble. We love this guy. He's like a brother. And when we don't play games and hang out as a group, such as at dinner or parties, he's great. Other than the whole hentai talk. So Reddit, what should I do? Update, so a lot has happened since I last posted this. Today was my D&D session, and before the game, I posted this and had a read-through of all the messages before my friend came to the LGS. Before the game, I pulled the problem player aside, and I gave him an ultimatum, saying I don't think I want to have you in my game anymore if you keep behaving like this. I told him of some of the examples above, and he once again used his autism as an excuse. 
I got a bit upset, not yelling, just disappointed, at this, and told him that his autism doesn't excuse his behavior, and if he can't change, then I'm sorry, he wasn't welcome at my table. He said he would try, and we went back to the group. He started playing D&D, and two hours go past, and he was on his phone. I then reminded him that it wasn't okay, and he put it away, saying sorry. A couple of minutes go by, and my phone starts blowing up, and then my mother called and asked if I was okay. I said yes, and asked what was going on. She then told me that Problem Player had outed me on Facebook by saying, Game Master is a disgusting F-word who kisses guys. Within that post, he had also included a photo of me and my ex, something I had only shared with the group because I hadn't yet come out to my family. When I saw this, I ended the call with my mom, and pretty much broke down. The group asked me what was wrong, and when I placed my phone on the table to show them the message, the problem player left. They just ended up yelling at him. To be honest, it has pretty much been a blur since then. I know the player was kicked out of the group, and he removed the post, but I kept a copy just in case. My mother and dad are hippies, so they don't care but my grandfather and mother on my dad's side pretty much ended up disowning me. And now in the comments, quote, problem player had outed me on Facebook. That's a problem person, absolutely inexcusable. He's purposely exposing you to bigotry and violence. There is no valid justification for that, let alone just being called out for earlier misbehavior. I would not forgive him. If he's like a brother, get better brothers for your own safety and sanity. 100% this. That man valued his fun over your personal safety. Drop him like a hot rock. I know I'm a hothead. If I had been at this table, I probably would have dropped him in a physical sense. You do something like that to one of my friends? Yeah, not proud of it, and I'm working on it, but in the moment, that's a fight. Yeah, screw that guy. I have autism, and it's not a free pass on bad behavior. It doesn't matter why you're an ass if you can't stop. I'm surprised he's found a girlfriend, but I guess there's someone for everyone. Also on the autism spectrum here, and I 100% agree. Using it as an excuse is terrible behavior. In fact, I found myself wondering if the guy is even actually on the spectrum at all, or if he's just an asshole claiming that he is so that he can act irresponsibly. However, let's assume he's genuine about it. If I were the OP, I'd just remind the guy that being on the spectrum is no excuse for bad behavior, and that if it's this problematic for him, then he can, in fact, help it by seeking out therapy and the like. Plenty of people love having a diagnosis that they can throw out when they're caught acting like assholes. Funny how it's never actually an apology, but they act like it is. Well, I said those things because I have insert mental health issue, and you shouldn't be upset about it, etc. People like that are just trying to manipulate you with their disorder so that you'll pity them and they won't have to take responsibility. My own brother is notorious for this. And now onto the update. Problem player gets disowned, fired, and may go to jail. Hello, Reddit. So since my last update, I've been offline because of all the drama. I'm in a better headspace now and have gone to see a therapist, but I just wanted to say thank you once again for all the support and kind words that you said on my last post. Once again, sorry for my spelling and grammar, I'm dyslexic. 
So after he got unfriended, kicked, and blocked from the group, not even a day later, he started spreading rumors about us. The rumors were pretty much about how we were kicking him out of the group because he has autism. He also made fake Facebook messages using Photoshop to try to get us banned from our LGS for bullying and discrimination. It was only after showing them his post outing me and letting them read through our group chats did they let us come back and ban the problem player for lying, bullying, and discrimination. However, it all went downhill from here. After his girlfriend found out what he had done, she ended up breaking up with him. She felt horrible and upset because she was the first person I came out to and who helped me come out to the group. She was also the one who took the photo of me and my ex. After breaking up with the problem player and after he got kicked out of the LGS, he posted her nudes on her Facebook. It was taken down pretty quickly, but the damage was done. So after he posted, a day later, all his family ended up disowning him because of his posts and ended up reaching out to both his ex and myself, saying how sorry they were for his actions and how they were ashamed of what he did. Secondly, he ended up getting fired from his workplace because on his Facebook, he is friends with everyone at work, even his boss who saw both of the posts. HR was not happy. And lastly, his girlfriend ended up going to the cops with all the images of the post, and now he's facing up to three years in jail. And now in the comments, Hey dude, would you mind turning down the weird sexual stuff? Letting other players have the spotlight for a little bit, and not going on your phone and putting in headphones while we're playing? No, I would rather ruin my life. Thank you very much. That dude can get screwed. I hope you and your ex are doing okay. I'm so sorry this guy decided to go scorched earth just because you asked him to cooperate with the group and respect the other people at the table. I hope you and X are doing better mentally and have the support y'all need. This feels like those videos where someone leaves a candle unattended and the house is in flames within three minutes. I'll just put this fire over here with the rest of the fire, a quote from the problem guy. As someone who has autism, I can confirm some social things can be hard, but he is just a shitty person and a sore loser. He had all the support there, a friend group, hobbies to do with friends, and a partner. He had all the support anyone with autism could need. He's just an asshole. He had all of that and threw it all away. His autism being an excuse is bullcrap. He's just pathetic. They were seemingly even willing to explain the norms for him one at a time. They sound amazing for that, just because a lot of people wouldn't bother having the patience for it. Our next post is titled, Am I the asshole for taking my children away from their grandparents after my husband died? I, 34 female, met my husband while I was doing an exchange semester in Australia when I was 20. We later got married and I moved to Australia permanently. We have two kids, six female and four female, and I'm four months pregnant. My husband passed away three months ago. It was and still is horrible. With my husband not being here anymore, I want to move back to my home country. I think it'll be good for my kids because the education system over there is heaps better, but the main reason is that I need my family. My four-year-old doesn't really have an opinion on it. My six-year-old is excited because my parents have horses. Here in Australia, my husband's parents look after our kids Monday to Friday, as my husband and I both had full-time jobs. So obviously they are close. Mother-in-law and father-in-law are very attached to the kids and love being grandparents. Last week, I broke the news to them. 
I didn't expect them to be happy, but I was hoping they'd understand. They didn't. It was ugly. They asked me how dare I take away their grandchildren after they lost their only son. They said my husband would be disappointed and he'd want his children to grow up in Australia. I had to leave because I couldn't handle the situation. I feel guilty because my husband did want to stay in Australia, but mainly because that's where we settled. I don't think that he'd be disappointed. I think he'd understand. But I feel so guilty, but also angry? I feel like it was cruel of mother-in-law and father-in-law to say what they said. I plan to come back to Australia regularly because I don't want to deprive my children of their heritage, and it has become my home over the years. Basically, is it wrong to move back home? Honestly, I'm gonna go not the asshole here, leaning on no assholes here. I don't think your grandparents are wrong for having the opinions that they have. And situations like this, I think, are expected to be ugly. The grandparents don't want to be isolated from the only family that they have left. I'm not aware of any other children the grandparents may have. This only mentions they lost their only son. It doesn't say if they had a daughter or not. But it appears that emotions are high, OP wants to go back to where they will have the most support and feel most welcome, and perhaps just detach themselves from the grief and loss of their partner back home in Australia. I wouldn't frame this as taking children away from their grandparents. I would frame this more as moving back to my own home country with my children. This is just a tragic situation that unfortunately does happen, and really the only right answer is the one that you think is best for yourself and your kids. So really, I think no assholes here. And now in the comments, no assholes here. These situations just come up when a loved one dies. You need your family, and they need theirs. I'm not gonna call someone an asshole for reacting adversely during their grief, and I'm not gonna call someone an asshole for wanting a support system. I completely agree with this. Just a sucky situation. Anyway, the grandparents could move too. If he's their only child, there wouldn't be other children keeping them in Australia. And OP replies, I don't think they can move. They only speak English. Immigration policy won't allow it, and they pretty much live off Centrelink. But they're welcome to visit and will visit too. What's your home country? That's a pretty messed up immigration policy, and people try and say America has a restrictive immigration policy. Switzerland. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I heard Switzerland is a tough country to get to immigrate to, but it's such a beautiful place. You're lucky to be a local. No assholes here. Everyone is grieving right now, and all of you have valid emotions. 
They lost their son, and now they're losing their grandchildren. You lost your husband, and now you're alone in a foreign land. Family therapy is definitely needed here, but I don't think anyone is the asshole. They are not losing their grandchildren. They are going to have a similar relationship to them as OP's parents have had until now. As long as they come to their senses and apologize for the awful way they chose to treat OP. Grandparents are not owed any relationship with grandchildren, especially not if they've lost that privilege with the sort of behavior that they have displayed. Considering that the grandparents have been watching the children from Monday through Friday every day, to say that they are not owed a relationship is wrong. And legally, it is not true if the grandparents have been such a consistent and stable force in the kids' lives. The mother also doesn't seem overly concerned on how the kids will handle being removed from their grandparents who they see every day. No assholes here. Yeah, they are. You can put as much lipstick on a pig as you want, but it's still a pig. They're going from seeing their grandkids five days a week, 50 weeks a year, to maybe seeing them one week a year? Maybe. But most likely not even that, right on the heel of losing their child. You have obviously never known someone who lost a child to be completely discounting their pain. You also obviously haven't ever seen the bond that grandparents can have with their grandchildren, especially ones they spend a lot of time with. It's a sucky situation all around. And now onto the update. It's been nearly three weeks since my last post. A lot has happened since. First off, we're back home in Switzerland. The kids are okay. As planned, we moved in with my family. The kids are bonding with their grandparents and cousins and the animals. They're set up for therapy, as am I. The events leading up to this. I went back to my in-laws to explain my side of the story. I told them again that we won't be coming back, but that right now I need to make sure that I can be a good mum to my kids. They were very understanding and asked if they could take the kids the next day. I agreed and dropped them off. However, pickup didn't go as planned. The kids weren't ready, and father-in-law told me that they decided that it would be best for everyone if they stayed with them for a while, as I was clearly unstable. There was screaming, tears, threats, and lots of ugly things were said. I called my lawyer, who told me to call the police. Luckily, it didn't come to that, and they gave me back the kids. But honestly, that was it for me. Trust gone. I booked flights for us and arranged what I could in such a limited time span. I told my in-laws that they had seriously hurt my trust and that I would need time to think about what this means for the future. They were allowed to say goodbye to the kids in person. We arrived at home on Monday. The kids already video called my in-laws as I want to make it as easy as possible for them to transition. I am very hurt and disappointed that it had to end this way, but also hopeful for the future. Right now, I'm enjoying getting pampered by my mum, who is very excited to be part of this pregnancy. In the future, I'll try and rekindle the relationship with my in-laws. And now in the comments, you now know what their plan was, to try and act as if you were mentally unstable and to take your kids from you, possibly sticking you in a psych ward to cement their position. I'd be frank with them and say, you don't plan on going back now until you get over their complete betrayal and trying to kidnap your children. That you had thought they were going to make it easy to keep the kids in their lives, but they made sure that is not going to be an easy thing. You are now surrounded by the people you can trust, and I suggest staying there and healing until you feel like you want to go back to Australia. And OP replies, I'm afraid you're right. 
I just feel bad for my kids. Kids are resilient, and as long as you monitor those calls so the in-laws don't try and manipulate them, you should be good. The kids probably love being in a new country and will find it amazing and be too busy learning the language and trying new things to miss Australia too much. I'm in Sydney, Australia, and with the quarantine only just lifting, it's not much fun here right now. You would have experienced this while still here, so they already had a separation from their friends. This is just extending it. They can still get online and catch up with them. I saw it coming when they were acting okay right after to see the kids, but I'm very glad none of this had to escalate over the kids, and OP is back home and safe and getting the rest she more than likely needs and deserves. Good luck to OP, and I hope the four of them get settled whenever they are ready. I was expecting a more thorough attempt at kidnapping. I've probably been on Reddit too long. I think it was just temporary insanity. They just lost their son, and were now faced with losing their grandkids, slash only remaining reminders of their son, whom they previously had daily contact with. I totally get that it devastated them. They were completely in the wrong, of course, and on some level they know that. They just can't be rational. I agree. Their grief drove them to a wrong decision, but at least they saw some sense before the police got involved. I feel very sorry for them, but I am glad that OP managed to leave the country with the kids. Her grief and healing is more important right now. This is why I wish everyone would be taught circle theory in regards to traumatic and massive life issues like this. The person who has to deal with the fallout the most, i.e. the wife here because she's pregnant and has small children, the person diagnosed with late stage cancer, etc., goes in the center. The next circle are the people next closely affected, like the grandparents here, so on and so forth. Comfort and assistance goes in, venting and such goes out. The people not in the center circle obviously have a lot to deal with too, but just follow the general concept and they shouldn't be dumping their grief issues on the wife. They have other resources and relationships for that. They should be focusing on doing as much as they can to help her as they are able. Of course, when we're grieving, we don't often act rationally. I hope they eventually apologize and are able to earn trust back in time. And that's where I'm going to leave you guys for today. I do hope you enjoyed, and if you did, let me know what you thought about it down below, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.